Hey everyone, this is Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in to Today We Laughed and Learned. Um, just a quick note, today's topic is definitely for mature audiences only, even if it has been truly determined that Dev and I are mature only in age. Happy listening. Our brains. They are beasts that need to be tamed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally know what it means. Like, do I, I, I know, right? Um, I know. Oh, let me turn on oh, my cup. Okay. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it's not fully daylight outside and we need something <laughs> to be flashing on and off. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Conserve battery. Okay. There you, you oh, see. Oh, look, it's a solid light. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's gotta be saving battery. Is that pretty? Okay. I think that you just solved global warming. <laughs> I'm talking about my flashy mug in case anybody yes. cares or if this ends up in the episode. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I do know we, I think we need to just get like, we need to get even better at not going down those rabbit holes because nobody needs a rabbit hole and certainly nobody needs a rabbit hole delivered by the likes of us. Here's my problem. Oh boy. My problem is this, is that I'm so excited over the story that I find. It's one or the other. I'm more excited not finding the information or I'm excited and I keep finding more that I yeah. hate not to share it. But then my <laughs> writing is not, I'm, it's like I'm not a Nobel Prize winner by any means. So it's just going to be a lot of rambling. So you're all in luck today because basically I threw this together from the we morning hours until right before we started wow. which amazes me by the way how long it, it takes when it i amazes me <laughs> i mean and i cook I, lunch yeah i mean <laughs> i slept all day and i'm excited i, or, or, See? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean excited i meant no to be honest i did spend a good three hours purging the house but but, but it's kind of like these rabbit holes you purge and you think oh yeah yeah you know i purge but then there's just more Right, you just, you just right. keep digging and digging, and it's like, oh, what's that sock doing from when you were five years old? Here, she's fifteen. It's so funny because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm like borderline hoarder and borderline. I'd like to get rid of everything. <laughs> I, I like have split personalities, and you know, in one sense, I want to keep everything because I love it, and da 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 da. The other yeah. hand, I look at him like, we don't need any of this. Nobody looks at it. Nobody touches it. But then I think yeah. it really comes down to the money spent on it. And I convince myself, oh, we might use it. And it goes back on the shelf. But I'm oh. kind of, now that I've got one heading off to college and the other two mm. who never come out of their room, right? I really yeah. go, why am I looking at all this? But I'm still the, not quite, yeah. I still have that. It's a tug of war. It's a tug of war. Yeah. I just think, I really think of clutter in the house as clutter in my brain. And Lord knows I don't need more of that. I have enough time sifting through the oh, shit Well, in my it brain. definitely is. And I mean, over the years, you keep hearing that over and over and over yeah. again. And then- like I go through, like I said, I go through a continual tug of war. I'm two person. I really am two personalities. Well, I love both of them. So what a stroke of luck. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know. <laughs> well, it's not, not unlike one moment. I just want to be in a hole by myself. Always been this way. Like I yeah. need my, and then the other hand, you get out and you're like, oh, I love this having so much fun. So I'm an introvert with some extrovert qualities. To be honest, I've thought about doing an episode on that because there are all sorts of conversations. Like you can be a social introvert. I'm like, how does that work? Although I think I I might be one because I love my alone time, but I'm also super, I can be sociable. Um, So I I tend to be very sociable when I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that came out wrong. Then you just have multiple personalities. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I just love myself and that's it. No. Um, Actually, that would be you know, kind of coincide with my talk today. Focus. Focus. So no, like (laughs) if I'm somewhere by myself, like when I go home to the States and I'm, if I'm by myself, I will be chatty with anybody in line, anybody where I go, anywhere. If I'm with my family somewhere else, I'm not. Yes. No, no, I totally get that. I, yes, I am very chatty with people who never ask really me to just chat with don't them. care yeah exactly <laughs> right. so yes yeah, but i've had some lovely lovely people over the years i oh god me too yeah. um i just i think that my another thing i have on a social level is, and i'm not 
try to come off like intelligent because Lord knows I've proven <laughs> that that's not an issue. But it's like, I'm so tired of small talk. It's like, okay, either I don't want to talk at all or I want to talk about something that's going to like add to my brain somehow. I can't just sit around talking about the weather and the economy and stuff like that. Do you think we've left groups of people behind us that like in our wake who are like, oh my God, did you also get approached in line by that Chris or that Deb? <laughs> oh, and I'm you're like, sure. You need <laughs> oh I can't God. even imagine. Or you ever get in a social situation and you think you're like cool, calm and collect and you're coming off just as a nervous twit and you can't make anything sound right? <laughs> That's pretty much, I think we do that on this podcast. That's like. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair at this point, I mean, our listeners are used to it. You know? True. It's, you know, I, I hate to say this, listeners, but you did choose to click that play button. So you did. You we did. appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We're professional nitwits. <laughs> there you go. Aww. Oh, that's a change the name. Thing. <laughs> we found it. Oh, oh my God. Oh I'm my not God. I've been joking. I know. <laughs> Formerly known as Today We Laugh and Learn, professional right. nitwits. Oh, oh we could finally God. find a reason to change that awful cover art. Yes, God. Well, what the hell were we thinking? Well, listen. I think we were okay, We were thinking that no one's ever going to listen to this podcast. We're going to do like 10 episodes and we're going to be like, let's call it a day. But look, look at us. We're still going. Number 74. With, oh, my God. With that stupid cover art. But anyway, it's okay. It has served okay. us well. You know, we welcome anyone who just wants to, is bored at home and they're designing <laughs> something. And they're like, hey, I bet they'd like this. And they just dropped it in our mailbox. And we just happened to use it. And we said, yeah. hey, thanks so-and-so for creating our cover art we love you and you know yeah i mean i pretty much think that a shout out is pretty much like gold these days i i believe it is yeah i believe it is who wouldn't (laughs) want to design as our entire um you know what's it called marketing package for a shout out on this podcast how about two shout outs no no then you're just spoiling them (laughs) no 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 no. That's right. You have, we don't we have to keep them humble. We have to keep them humble because they'll go to the next client and they'll be like, I want two shadows and they're going to get <laughs> like laughed right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Mm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anything new? Well, other than the fact that, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go there. Okay. I, you, as you know, I'm in a teeny tiny bit of a bad mood, but okay. it, this too shall pass, Chris. Oh, it always this does. T- yeah. And I mean, we are recording on Sunday and tomorrow is the first day of school. And True. remember when they were little and they're like, let's go to the store. Let's get our backpack and our new You're pencils and our new pens and our notebooks. And you had to get the cute little pencil box and the, yes. everything was, oh, got to get the perfect containers. I mean, you spent yep. a bundle just because they want to look special for school. I will. Uh, yeah. And the outfit and the shoes mm-hmm. and everything had to be clean. I am not joking when I say that I asked my daughter to take her school bag. She's not getting, she decided she just want a new one this year. Um, her school bag is in the exact same spot as she left it in June. Yes. My son's is too. And it still has. <laughs> full. Still full. All the stuff from last year. Yep. You know, because oh, yeah. they cleaned out their locker or whatever. I mean, I always say you guys got to clean out your locker and they think I'm nuts. So like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. That was like, <laughs> no, that was when I learned that I could actually maintain it. A fairly decently clean space. Not me. Was, Not me. Square. I see. Square, I'm but. type B. I'm a little more creative. Oh, okay. Well, I don't flow it. well. I do. As I'm getting older, I appreciate an empty, clean space. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, there's that tug of war because uh, really it doesn't come to me naturally. I have no, to work at that. Me too. What comes to me naturally is sitting down and doing fun stuff. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So are you, I mean, I want, Okay, I I know which one of these you are, but <laughs> you are definitely one of those people who can't go to bed with the kitchen dirty. Like everything has oh, to be put away. You are so far. I absolutely go to bed every night with my kitchen dirty. Oh, just when I thought I couldn't love you anymore. People are like, <laughs> every night. I just can't wake up to a, a dirty kitchen. And me, I can't either, but I, <laughs> but still I don't. It clean is it. always shocking when I, if <laughs> on that odd occasion I clean it, but no, I wake up to a complete counter full of, I okay. go to bed earlier. And everybody yes. piles on the dishes afterward. God forbid anybody actually washed or put it into the dishwasher. Now but I wake up every morning to trash. it. It's just part of my morning routine. Okay. Well, then I think I think that, you know, we are friends on a new level now. I think so. Um, I think so. Yeah. I, I, and to be fair, usually don't announce that to people, but now it's out there. You know what? The millions uh, of people that now know that I go to bed with a dirty sink. And you know what? I'm okay yeah. with it because I yeah. function better in the day. I'm not a night person. 
it exactly that is another thing that we are super aligned on we are morning people what i can get done in 15 minutes in the morning would take me like an hour of like seething rage to do yeah at night yeah so i yeah, just don't same. do it yep no yeah uh, we don't usually all... like six o'clock is about it but then after that whatever happens happens i'll deal with it in the morning like oh i was gonna say 6 a.m but you mean 6 no, p.m 6 okay. p.m and then because <laughs> lit- i mean i will get up yeah. Between 5 oh, and yeah. 5.30. I mean, that's yeah. a long day already. I still like my quiet time. I know. I need that time. I can't I, just, like, people who don't, again, I don't want to judge, but I hate them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But people who don't have their first coffee until, like, they go to work, for instance, yeah. or I'm like, how can you even function? I need to sit down with my coffee and whatever I'm having for breakfast and just slowly, like, hear. I, there's, like, a reverberation in my brain because the gears are slowly, like, like just yeah uh, yeah i cannot stand people no offense uh <laughs> not we don't judge though no don't judge. uh i'm sure they're lovely however <laughs> i am not somebody who can jump up and no. go I, I was never one who could get up at, like a 6 a.m job i could never get up right. 15 minutes before and just be there <gasps> exactly same no. No, no 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 i'd rather um yeah and you see i've explained this to the people at work i'm like i am late every day because i need to respect <laughs> the natural biorhythm of my body Okay, my body needs time. They're like, well, why don't you set your alarm? I'm like, shh, what? Really? No. No. Yeah, I know. I am like, one. It's, it's capitalism. Is, and... is the work getting done? Is the yeah. work getting done? Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. On time-ish. Good enough for me. Can be good enough for them. No, but anywho. No, no. Anyway. Also, I ha- All right. Well, I have an episode. Now the world just got a little bit brighter. Thank it you. did. My I hope you like it. I always like your shit. <laughs> okay i'll try not to speak too soon <laughs> all right anywho i'm gonna yeah. take a sip of my water okay you take a sip of your water i am going to not take a sip of my tea because you're drink- like we need to share we need to you know share the responsibilities we can't both be drinking water at the same time <laughs> that's called dead air <laughs> that's called dead air yeah and no one likes that no. Oh, Want to just be silent for a second and see what happens? I'll just edit it out. What's the, pop- <laughs> what's the purpose? Seriously, no, what is the I can add a big, a quiet spot too. I am talented. <laughs> Multi- multifaceted Chris here. Wow. I like how our edits totally depend on your mood at the particular moment that it you happen to be totally editing. totally does. <laughs> like the last time you were like, yeah, I chopped that out. Oh, yeah, I also, you remember that part? Yeah, I chopped that yeah. out. I'm like, do we have an episode? <laughs> and there was, we had an episode. We didn't have much of an opening at the end of it. I was, Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is podcasting made easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Hello, Spooklings. I'm Jason. And I'm Kathy. And we're the hosts of the weekly podcast, All Hallows Eve Podcast. We are a husband and wife duo with a passion for anything spooky, macabre, and true crime, sprinkled with our own twist of comedy. We explore topics such as the history of Halloween, the butcher of Plainfield, Hocus Pocus 2, urban legends, superstitions, and more. So come join us as we go down the rabbit hole that is All Hallows Eve Podcast. Listen and follow us at allhallowsevepodcast.com or your favorite podcast provider. Stay spooky, my friends. Okay. I knew what I was going to do this week, but again, you know, busy, but didn't quite get to it, but I okay. did get to it today and I bounced back and forth how to approach this one. Right. Because I've actually heard the story, kind of pieces of it over the years, mm-hmm. and I'm sure actually many of our listeners have heard bits and pieces of it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a wild guess that perhaps Deb hasn't heard it. <laughs> Well, time will tell, I suppose. <laughs> I do know quite a lot of stuff, Chris. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> but I'm thinking that this might be a new one for you. So this is a story about three men. 
Uh, two of them and are brothers. A, and a baby? Nope. I knew that story. Okay. I really, you know, I do know it, but okay. <laughs> Off the beaten track. 80s <laughs> movies. Yeah. My VCR slash beta, if it's you, never stopped going. Like every right. movie and creation played continually. Like yeah. I think about how many decades I s- sat in front of that TV, just yeah. watching the same 80s movies over. Yeah. I remember none of them. <gasps> if I sit down and watch them now, it's like I've never seen them. And I used to, there were certain ones I loved, like Real oh. Genius or Val Kilmer when he was looking <gasps> so cute back then. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even, well, The Outsiders was not new to me. I had no. watched that one enough. But this certain right. one's... I've watched over the years and it's like, it's like, I've never seen them. And yet I, I watched them like 8 million times. I know. We've talked about this too. If you weren't like present in the moment watching. But I was. <laughs> you thought you were. But you know what I think's happening here? I, I think. I think. Oh, is. Yeah. Um, I think that your brain loves you and your brain knows how much you love the 80s. So it deliberately deletes out all the information so that when you watch it, it's like Groundhog Day. You're like, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> Right? You get to live, relive that. It could be. It could be. Or it could be like, really? I love this movie? Huh, interesting. That happens I get that a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Anyway. It depends. Okay. Back. Three, three guys. Three men. Three men. Two of them are brothers. Oh. And one is just as the other guy. <laughs> anyway. All successful in their own right. And all on one mission. Hmm. To end. You guessed it. No, I didn't. Masturbation. Masturbation? <laughs> Mm-hmm. There needs to be an end to masturbation. Well, these gentlemen certainly <laughs> thought so. Really? These gentlemen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they were being too gentle and didn't quite understand the benefits of <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Not that I'd know from what I've heard. <laughs> so they say. All right. Now, to understand this, we need to take a step back a little bit, as usual, mm-hmm. to about the mid-1700s. Okay. Ooh. I want you to meet a different gentleman. His name is Samuel, Samuel Augusto to sought something like that i don't know yes. some frenchy name and actually i had trouble because he also goes by simon <laughs> sounds sounds sketchy to me but whatever it, they it all came up with the same information so i might I need know. to see his id but not with those dirty hands <laughs> <laughs> no they're gonna be clean as a whistle oh, anyway oh, okay yeah he was a swiss catholic <laughs> physician uh he was also a professor and an advisor to the vatican see where we're going here So he wrote papers on diseases of the rich, diseases of the poor, nervous diseases, and of course, masturbation. (laughs) Because that's the... Because that's the the proper order. Yes, thank you. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So if if, if it doesn't get you when you're a child and it doesn't get you when you're an adult, (laughs) the masturbation is going to get you. Yeah. If you're nervous, Nelly, then maybe that's (laughs) the problem. (laughs) There you go. All right. All right. I think I've solved the world problems. Anyway. Simon says masturbate. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a scary game. So he developed (laughs) the degeneracy theory based on the belief that semen was necessary for physical and sexual vigor in men. Which we've okay. heard this before, similar. We have. Mm-hmm. In essence, those that believed in his theory believed that every ounce of sperm is sacred and absolutely should not be wasted. Okay. It needed to be conserved. Otherwise, men would not develop properly, you know, to be like a manly man. Oh, whatever that means, but yes. Yeah, well, you know, we'll go to okay. 1700s. Yeah, yeah. Um, my theory is, is that they didn't, they thought it was like, you have one bowl of it and that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just gagged. She just gagged. I will. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Sorry. So you, you, so you're allowed to get it out of you. You just have to keep it somewhere. The only oh, time geez. you are allowed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. Another reason for conservation is for the procreation, obviously, during marriage, which by the way. What? Even yeah. married, you needed to conserve. Absolutely no wasting. But that means... Unless, okay, sorry. Yeah. That means you're only allowed to have sex if your goal is to procreate and there's to be no masturbation or wasting of your sperm on prostitutes. <laughs> uh, now, I'm just saying people might want to get a pen and paper at this point and jot yeah. notes down, but yes. you can replay the episode. Okay, so wait a second. So you're mar- So if, before you're married... You can do whatever you want, but you have to conserve that stuff. Okay. You can't. No, you just have to keep it in you. There's you no. Okay. So this isn't keeping a bowl of. <laughs> no, it wasn't keeping a bowl. Meaning, I guess what I meant was whatever God gave you is all that you had. Like you don't make more. 
I'm assuming oh, is what the theory was. It doesn't was. like replenish itself. Yeah. That's my guess because okay. why else would you have to conserve it? Right. So conserve it in you. Right. And Not they didn't know about like testosterone. Keep it in the fridge. Right. They didn't know right. about testosterone. So th- they thought that was what made you a man was okay actual physical keep that in you okay yeah. okay yeah do not cup both of your hands to show me <laughs> nor get a ball we're talking. that's right <laughs> thank you so right. anyway so this theory continues into the 1800s where sex was considered a taboo anyway mm-hmm. in fact it was said that you were evil if you gave in to any sexual desires and you would suffer from headaches which by the way i have one today epilepsy <laughs> oh god <laughs> and possibly insanity which Many may argue is what happens if you don't give in, correct? Yeah, I'm just exactly. Saying. I'm just thinking, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Fortunately, Deb, yes. there was a guide, guide printed back in the day. It's a mm-hmm. guide to purity. Mm-hmm. And it gave some very helpful suggestions to help you resist certain urges, we'll say. Mm-hmm. They include finding yourself a hobby. <laughs> Which we all can now say that could be a hobby, but that's not what they meant. Um, maybe you could get outside a little and play. <laughs> With your face. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> maybe if you do it outside. The whole thing okay. sounds like double entendres. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, when you're doing a podcast with me, pretty much everything is. <laughs> yeah. And they suggested you change your diet to eating only bland foods like plain oatmeal, brown bread, and boiled wheat. Mm. boiled weed wheat 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 didn't that isn't that what they ate anyway all that stuff like what did they have cheerios and fruit loops <laughs> well no not that at that point yeah. but they ate that's like what victorian era so they were gluttons <laughs> you're you asking you're right you're right yeah henry the eighth have we got it all we'll never we're never gonna, we're never gonna era, get it straight ever, we are never ever, we really ever. should make up a chart and put them hang it in front of the computer have you Seriously, thought of that it'll still mess us up though you know what? Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> My God. All right. So these were, we were trying to help people resist the temptation to masturbate. Correct. Okay. Because it's a no-no. It's bad. Evil. 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 So now I want to introduce you to a man. This was the other guy. Okay. To Uh-oh. Mr. Sylvester Graham, mm-hmm. born in Connecticut in 1794, to his 72-year-old father and his mentally ill mother. He was the youngest of 17 children. Oh my God. You know what somebody was somebody wasn't conserving. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he was he was, he was reinvesting, Chris. <laughs> He was, he got ROI, uh, return on investment. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. Don't make me think right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm focused. You, believe me. I am too. <laughs> All right. So his father died when he was two. Shocking. Oh. The guy was 72 years old, Deb. With 17 kids. With 17 kids. He lasted to 72 years old. Yeah. And he was probably dehydrated from and think all about, of the ejaculating. Wait, wait a minute. He was 71 when... when yeah, he became yeah. a father for the last time. Oh my god! And we boo, we go boohoo to the people in Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like seventy-one doesn't seem that old to me anymore because I'm getting there. Okay, but this was seventeen ninety-four. <laughs> That's crazy. Can I just say something totally related? Sure. I just realized that you look like Heather Locklear. I I I don't you think so. Do you do? <laughs> you need like, you need your eyeglasses washed a little, darling. That's true, always. <laughs> but no, you really do. Meow. As if I wasn't getting hot enough talking about masturbating. All right. So, poor Sylvester's father died when he was two, and poor Sylvester had to bounce around from one relative's house to another as the mother could not care for him. Sorry. You know that I just, I envisioned him literally bouncing, bouncing around because yeah. okay, he was too. If you but ever yes. saw the invisible, did you ever see the invisible? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Oh, what wait, not the Incredibles. Wait. Incredibles. Thank you. Yes. No, I'm oh, like, Invisibles see? is not correct. <laughs> You're welcome, Heather. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mother couldn't care for him. So he became later on an ordained minister in 1826 and he lectured throughout New England. Okay shocking unfortunately Um, where is boston is that new england well actually what's funny (laughs) is there's a couple of references to areas in massachusetts not boston exactly and i didn't mention them in here you see you see i just (laughs) i i knew that yes i yeah i'm here for you heather i'm here 
<laughs> okay, so yes, he did some, yeah, he became an so, ordained minister in, and he's in New England preaching about his willy. Um, at that point, not his willy. He was just an ordained mil- minister. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> his, tuber- he, his tuberculosis came back, an illness he'd been fighting since he was 16, Aww. and he had to give up the lecture circuit. Aww. For now, anyway. Right. But because of his frequent illnesses, Sylvester turned his attention to health. Now, he was a strong believer in the temperance movement, which, Mm -hmm. for those who don't remember, I covered in Prohibition Part 1, Episode 58. Yeah, that was pretty much, (laughs) took about six months of our entire podcasting season, but yes, And it was great. I could have really extended that. Anyway. We're glad you didn't, but yes. (gasps) No, what? What? You know how much work went into that? I know. And you see how I'm so mean? You see how my mean just... That was really not nice. You were the one late to the podcast today, not me. I know. And you were so gracious. And here I am being evil. I don't... What did I say? Oh, yeah. About your... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of so many comments, you got confused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It was amazing. I just... You know that I just feel I have... like You um, are a little pissy today. I am a little pissy and I have an inferiority complex when it comes to the caliber of your episodes and that's why i'll take any opportunity to throw you under the bus but i thought for sure you'd be on the masturbation bus oh believe me (laughs) i am i'm like deb's gonna totally eat this up yeah ew 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 just stop you didn't you could have said so many other things okay just okay you just go on missy (laughs) so our friend sylvester he was a strong believer in the temperance movement so he already condemned alcohol and tobacco okay And he was also strongly against common white bread, as he felt the refined flour and chemical additives that bakers used in large factories Mm -hmm. was basically poison. He might have a point, actually. (laughs) When reading this, I'm like, they were so right. He was not wrong. And of course, like most things in life and history and everything, the the ones being condemned are the ones who were right anyway. Exactly. They burned them at the stake. Exactly. Figuratively. figuratively. Oh, my God. And that was a big word. It was. Sort of, for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay. In fact, years later, he wrote a book. Now, this is a title you won't forget. Treatise on Bread and Bread Making. <laughs> and how your mail gets from your house <laughs> to your friend's house. So is many it people... treatise or treaties? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, 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 it's probably treaties, but like it looks treaties. like treaties. I'd yeah, like yeah. a treat. I'd like a treat, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of my cats. Who wants a treat? Oh, and they I come just lose a little candy bar. Anyway. So in this book, it said thousands of civic life, excuse the language, it's seven, eight, 1700s. Okay. Thousands in civic life will, for years, and perhaps as long as they live, eat the most miserable trash that can be imagined in the form of bread. And it never seems to, th- and never seem to think they can possibly have anything better. Not even that it is an evil to eat such vile stuff as they do. Oh my God. <laughs> he had God. some real thoughts on bread. <laughs> well, it's a shame he was a little bit, you know, repressed about expressing those thoughts. Uh, I know it is a shame. <laughs> yeah. He was like held back. You're going to need him to express himself a little more freely. You're going to think twice when you look at that loaf of bread. I mean, I already do. I know you do. Yeah. 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 But I, God, but bread really is good. I'm not talking about the stuff, like the processed stuff. Like like what smells better? My favorite smell in the world is coffee, but my second favorite is like walking into a bakery. God, it smells good. Okay. So you can smell it, but just don't eat it. Okay. Because it's trash and evil and vile. Okay. Well, now I know. (laughs) so he advocated for a diet full of whole grains fresh fruits and veggies Mm -hmm. and to abstain from meat coffee spices and processed food okay so he went to work to create gram flour consisting of coarsely ground unsifted wheat and then he added bran and some wheat germ and eventually ended up with gram bread and the infamous gram cracker wow don't be fooled don't be fooled. These are not your yummy, yummy graham crackers we enjoy with our melty, melty marshmallows and chocolate. Mm. No, these are dull, tasteless, brown, hard squares of flour. Because <laughs> there was no <laughs> sugar, no additives, no nothing. It was just... Oh, God. Yeah. And he called bread a- vile. <laughs> a-, a-, a for texture, but... <laughs> That's it. D for everything else. <laughs> F. Yeah. So what's this got to do with masturbation, you ask? <laughs> 
I totally you forgot you we were gone. talking about <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> right. Well, this it's like, what's the graham cracker got to do yeah. with masturbation? Well, there you go. Around 1830 or so, people began to focus on health as the cholera pandemic was moving towards America. We've mentioned this pandemic in the past. Mm -hmm. The government was telling people to eat plenty of meat, uh, drink port wine, and avoid vegetables. Right. Thank you, government. Because they were handled? (laughs) Because they had no clue. Oh, okay. (laughs) Meanwhile. 50-50 chance. Yeah. (laughs) Our friend, friend Sylvester, he was lecturing and developing his own system, which basically was vegetarianism and the benefits of sleep, exor- exercise, ventilation, and regular bathing. It's so funny how not much has changed. In I like know. 200 years. Well, and that's the yeah. crazy part, you know? I know. I know. Crazy, but also so logical. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. he, too, being of a strong advocate for the temperance movement, he was also preaching the evils of self-abuse, as they called it back then. <laughs> oh, my God. And Graham viewed physical pleasure or anything that excited lust would be harmful to the families. Okay. He considered sexual urges immoral and immortality leads to bodily harm. He even argued that those that um, engage in the act of self-love caused insanity and blindness how often did you hear that would lead to yes, blindness? Exactly. That's from our friend who made the graham cracker. Oh my God. What the, we can't make this stuff up. No, but it's so fun to find the connection. I know. I know. I know. Crazy. So his whole program was to treat your body like a temple. And from what I could g- gather by eating a very bland diet, it would keep you from going into excess for things like food or excess, you know, right. yeah. like no temptation. Right. Well, even though Sylvester Graham touted his program, he would say, oh, you're going to live to be 100. He mm. died at the age of 57. <laughs> but not for reasons you think. He oh. died from complications after receiving opium enemas as directed oh. by his doctor. What? But those were okay for you. <laughs> yeah. And, Don't, of course, yeah. Yeah. this came with criticism and speculation because right. these guys, you know. Yeah. But historian uh, Stephen Nesselbaum, he wrote, he dug into it, and he wrote that Graham died after violating his own beliefs. Mm. His doctor had told him that he really needed to eat meat and drink some liquor to increase, increase his blood circulation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in which Graham immediately regretted the decision to listen to him and stated he fully and verily believed in the vegetable diet. Mm. So what was he trying to do, like an enema to... Well, it was, he was getting... He was getting, yeah, who knows what the, the doctor told him, you know, okay. but he was yeah. getting opium enemas because I think we didn't understand what opium oh. was back then yet. Right. It was a cure And then, oh. you know, because they don't know anything, the dog's like, oh, no, you got to eat meat. Meat's good for you. Have the meat and liquor, you know, obviously yeah. it's going to be better for you. And Right. Oh, my so. God. So now for the actual reason why I picked the subject. Right. That wasn't it. Oh. The real reason was the story. I ended up, it was one of those things you're looking into. Yes. Going, oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the real reason was the story of the two brothers. Okay. Dr. John Harvey Kellogg and his brother, William mm. Keith Kellogg, and mm. the invention of cornflakes. Have you heard of this? Wow. Uh, cornflakes? No, 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 no. The invention of cornflakes. <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. I haven't, but I've eaten a lot of cornflakes in my life. Really? How'd that I, make you Oh, I, angry. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm in a bad mood today. I hate everyone. Just curious. Did you Stupid feel dull? No. Oh, God. I knew. It, you know, it all comes back to smack you in the face. Yep. Right? Well, that's why I always preferred frosted flakes, which have got Me to too. be healthier. It's like, why should I add my own sugar? Those things are covered in it. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, you could never eat cornflakes without half the jar of sugar. I know. Please. And, yeah. Ugh, what are they, who are they kidding? I know. All right. So let's start with one brother, William Keith Kellogg. He was born in 1860. Mm-hmm. He too was one of 17 Kellogg kids. What the hell? Ooh, that's people quite... keep well, it in I your know. pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it at home. Lock no. it away. Barricade <laughs> the door. They did keep it at home, evidently. Oh my god. <laughs> so the Kelloggs were actually strict Seventh day Adventists. The family observed the Sabbath on Saturday, and they all abstained from alcohol, tobacco, coffee, tea, and meat. Um, 
just on the Sabbath or? No, no. I'll, I'll, oh, continue. oh, God damn. Just with- <laughs> Seventh-day Adventists, actually, do you know anything about them? I don't. I'm curious. They're kind of, it, it, we have to look into it, but okay. they're kind of interesting. I, I think they believe in the second coming of Christ or whatever. Okay. Is that what it is? I don't, I don't know, because when you say the Sabbath, and if anybody out there knows and can correct us, you know, today we laughed at gmail.com. Chris is happy to read your emails. Um, the Sabbath <laughs> reminds me of Judaism. Right. Who didn't believe in any coming of Christ. So right. that's weird. But anyway, right. They're yeah. a little bit different. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. But so because of the second, from what I read, the, because of the second coming of Christ, if I've got it correctly, they didn't believe that schooling was very necessary because well, okay. I need it. well they might have had a point but yeah (laughs) right anyway so william keith kellogg he excuse me his schooling ended at age 13 and he was taken to work at his father's broom making shop okay uh sadly he has been quoted as saying that his entire childhood can uh centered around work and responsibility and he actually never learned how to play so it was kind of sad oh my god that is yeah probably one of many (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Yeah. Well, he left his broom making at 16 to go work with his brother, John. Mm-hmm. So who's John? Can I just say something? Yes, I'm pretty yes. sure that the kids of this era are making up for all the playing that all those kids didn't do <laughs> 150 know. years ago. And yeah. it seems like a lot of people just carry that off into their like 40s. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Which yes. is, you know what? Who says you can't? We don't judge, Chris. We have been no. very clear about I've, not I've, judging those fuckers. I know, because you know what? They have something. Why? why I, I don't know if I agree with like this, you know, I 60s know. and 70s, all work, no play. Oh, but why I does adulthood don't. have to be that? It doesn't. I know. Exactly. Totally agree. So, yeah. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we don't write these down and think about them. Yeah. So anyway, so who's the John? John is the brother. Who is he? Right. Well, this guy's a little more interesting. He was born in February of 1852. Mm-hmm. and was considered a sickly child mm-hmm. and only went to school from ages of nine till 11. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he left to go to his dad's broom factory. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. place to work. Okay? Yeah. Apparently. Ready for his job? Someone shoot me. Oh, God. To sort brooms. Chris, there are worse ways to make <laughs> a living. Okay? All right. This poor kid. I know. 11 years old, he has to go sort Brooms. brooms sort brooms i wonder if he had to do like take them all for like a test drive like this i is don't a, know like, how fast are, are these brooms made that you have to worry about do you just sit and yeah. watch somebody make it until they're done you go put it on that stack <laughs> yeah i mean god <gasps> imagine if he could fly them <gasps> that's a whole new episode how to make a broom <laughs> how to make a broom fly <laughs> well that would be interesting yes but it's always right. halloween is it i'm totally yeah it is okay yeah. Uh, okay, so our friend John, he was, he although he only went to school for roughly three years, he was yeah. a voracious reader. Mm. And he actually wound up acquiring a very broad self-taught education. Mm-hmm. Now, when he was 12, he was offered uh, work at a printing shop that was owned by fellow Adventists. All right. The Whites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually worked his way up doing proofreading and editorial work. So you're like, mm. okay, so he's like in his mid-20s still at this place, right? Yeah. Well, I guess he actually wanted to become a teacher. So at 16, he what? taught at a district school in Michigan. So that means he went up from 12 when he started the work at the White's printing oh, shop. My God. He became a proofreader and was doing editorial work from 12 <gasps> to 16 and then went to go be a teacher. Oh, my. I feel very, very underaccomplished. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Wow. And then by the age of 20, his family and the the Whites, the folks who own the printing company, had convinced John. No, no, I know. Seriously. Had convinced John to go to medical school. Of which he did. Jeez. And he graduated in 1875. Mm -hmm. And I do know what I didn't cover is years later, he went back to become a master surgeon. And I think he did over 22,000 surgeries or something like that. But Well, as long as he wasn't a masturbator, I think we're all right. (laughs) No, he was not. (laughs) So in 1876, he became the director of the Western Western Health Reform Institute. And this is where the brother story begins. Hmm. So what is the Western Health Reform Institute? Mm-hmm. It was a sanitarium owned by the Seventh-day Adventists. Uh-huh. Don't get upset. No, no. No, no, because I can, I can see the sanitarium. <sighs> yeah, I'm like, mm, but okay. It was actually more of kind of like a live-in spa. 
oh well yeah (laughs) now you're speaking my language (laughs) yeah it was based on adventist beliefs Uh where visitors could eat healthy exercise and rest soundly wow oh so maybe they really meant sanitarium like sanitary like clean living healthy living or something yes because this was wild the sanitarium was around when life expectancy was i think 41 wow and this was a time when human feces was clogging up the roadways wow Wow, that no, that's super cool. I wonder right. how a sanitarium, how how they ultimately became known as like mental institutions. Am I am I right or wrong? Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I don't know, but this one was not. oh, insanitarium. The opposite of insane is sane. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, I was looking at going sanitary. Uh, yeah, like you said, sanitary or uh, sanity. Yeah. So okay, Very either sad. way, but it's this is not one of those creepy stories. Well, no, no, no. For the most okay. part. So anyway, John hired his brother, Will, who was eight years younger, as a bookkeeper at the sanitarium. Mm -hmm. Now, according to Will, this was no easy bookkeeping job. His brother, John, would, I mean, he he was a bit of an extremist. Mm -hmm. He would, obviously, I mean, he was a proofreader. He's a doctor by, what, 25 or something. I mean, he was a go-getter. But his brother, John, would make his little brother run beside him while he bicycled around the sanitarium grounds. Right. And if he needed dictation, he would like dictate to him while he was using the toilet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Among That's... many other unconventional things. Brotherly love. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at the time, being an anti-masturbation uh, extremist wasn't unconventional. There was a lot of this going around because mm-hmm. obviously Graham had brought it to the forefront way back. Mm-hmm. You know, this is another generation. Mm-hmm. But Dr. John Kellogg took it to extremes, almost to the brink of insanity as it seems he did everything that way hmm. he believed sex and masturbation were unhealthy and abnormal jeez who pissed in his cornflakes exactly <laughs> <laughs> see you got you gotta wonder what happened yeah, you know? yeah seriously <laughs> but it could be yeah. just all the you know the just the constant yeah, um the, the, the puritanical right yeah exactly so he wrote papers on how to tell your children uh, to tell if your children masturbating and wasting their golden fluid. Oh my God. So take notes. If your child displays dullness in their eyes, <laughs> sleeplessness, a love of being alone, <laughs> mood swings, mm-hmm. rounded shoulders, mm-hmm. acne, mm-hmm. baldness, stiff <laughs> joints, heart palpitations, or develop a taste for spicy food. Among other things, right? Well, they must be doing the dirty. You just described me uh-huh. and every other human being on <laughs> yeah, the planet. Exactly. Oh my god! And I'm so, sorry. Was there yeah. ever any talk that girls might also be masturbating, or was this conversation really about boys? Well, remember, this is basically about not Engaging. how it began. Was right because of the semen. <clears throat> you had to hang on to it all. Yeah, I just wonder if they also refer to a, a girl's fluids as let's see let's okay <laughs> Got it. Uh-huh. again he was so anti-masturbation yet he was very highly regarded and he was a prominent physician so nobody thought anything mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. he actually outlined several forms of punishment for those who dared to touch God. men and boys should have their foreskin sewn shut <gasps> with silver wire Oh, I don't even have a penis in that. <laughs> that hurt. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Silver if, so that, like, the vampires couldn't get to it? I, I don't know why silver, unless it was, he didn't want to waste money on gold, but it was with silver wire. The wire should get oh. to, not the color. <laughs> uh. Or silver wouldn't infect. Could be that. Right. Oh, that we wouldn't want to infect it. No, no. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, so if that wasn't good enough, let's just do a full circumcision, however, without anesthesia, because, you know, you you don't want to encourage them to, you know, to touch it again. Right, we want them to be men's men, like you said, right? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. they need to be able to endure pain. Well, that, and it would deter them from doing that act again, because... Right. (sighs) Um, Other things you could do, you know, you could tie your child's hand to the bedpost when they go to bed at night. I do that You could bandage the offending organ. (laughs) Or you could put a cage over it. <laughs> put a cage over it. <laughs> yep. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't have whoa. pictures. 
Oh god damn it! If I search, I probably but yes, they probably. I just picture little tiny bird cages. <laughs> Maybe that's why we call them, or do we call them? In Greek, birds they call them nest. birds. No, yeah, I think penises. Yeah, so. Maybe it's just a Greek thing. Um, but wait, but but well, I, they call them peckers. Don't birds have <laughs> beaks? <laughs> oh my god! But I'm just thinking that little cage has to have a hole in it for the the, the pecker. <laughs> go into it i'm picturing like the old tweety bird cages you know so well yeah it's but how do they lock it on how do they lock it oh it could be like something like a oh like (gasps) the belt with the the lack like a chastity belt right 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 that's my little bell remember those graves we were talking about when if you're like accidentally you're not dead and you're in your grave you can ring a bell i know but if you sneeze they're gonna think you did it and get in trouble true true goddamn sneeze will sneeze will i'm yeah, sorry if anybody's having having their morning coffee over this yeah. <laughs> i will try to in the beginning mention that this is a an adult only podcast today yeah. <laughs> remind me to do that oh my god all right now oddly he advocated for girls oh, now not- is the odd part yeah <laughs> well this is oddly because he advocated right. for girls not to masturbate which uh-huh. doesn't make any sense because well no sperm wastage there so he's i mean yeah so he was yeah he was trying to pass it off as like a medical issue that we need our sperm i guess but really it was more a moral issue he's he's expanded right yeah Yeah. well you know how things it's like a game of telephone you know how it changes over time you know yeah exactly yeah so he suggested using pure carbolic acid on the uh clitoris or just remove it all together Snip, snip. <gasps> Do you so have that, to put in the, the... Snip, snip? We know what removing means, Chris. We don't need the little snip, snip stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, that should cure the problem, right? Uh... So <laughs> now that John has cured that issue, he has figured out what to do with it, you know, tell people uh... not to do it. It's bad. <sighs> He's now going to concentrate on your diet. Oh, God. Well, what do we have left? <laughs> Why bother? Well, he deeply revered the human body, and he created a holistic model for healthy living, mm-hmm. not unlike our friend mm-hmm. Sylvester. Mm-hmm. It consisted of a mix of extreme extreme hygiene, right? the abstinence movement, and his mm-hmm. religious beliefs and practices. He believed that artificial foods were and meat were to blame for America's indigestion problems. Okay. Uh, so he, his, his issues were masturbation and indigestion. Right. Get, okay. Yep, I've, Get I've rid of found those two to be on a par. You know, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. His thought process was that a plain, bland diet would not excite the system and the right. body could relax and heal. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also believed that a bland diet would not excite other passions as well. He theorized that spicy or well-seasoned food wakes up a person's sexual organs, mm. which will incite one to, you know, act as their pain. Shush. Yeah. So basically, a bland diet was win-win in John's eyes. Yeah. Everyone's eyes. Yeah. (laughs) But then we got our dick in a cage. We're good. (laughs) I have so many. I have so many titles going right now. I I don't know what I'm gonna pick. (laughs) Oh my god! All right. (laughs) So. Okay. Go. So now he did, ex- we all would think he did, he focused his attention on breakfast. Okay. My favorite bre- meal, of course. I know. Well, breakfast yeah. in the States at that time was basically any sort of meat. It could, this is what? disgusting. It could be back in the day. Yeah, I guess. It was basically just, it, morning, noon, and night, people just ate meat, 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 meat. Wow. Um, it could be cold. It could be jellied. <laughs> salted. <laughs> fried Ugh. smoked whatever and it was always in leftover oil Ugh. no one ever cooked any grains or porridge in the morning because it simply just took too too long well fair and enough. they didn't have ready any sort of ready right. to eat food so right. at the sanitarium john was feeding his patients a diet cons- uh centered on fiber whole grains and nuts mm-hmm. but what he wanted was something easy and ready to eat mm-hmm. uh so he told his brother will remember will i do to get to work on it <laughs> Get on his broom. Exactly. Yeah. So first he came up with a mixture of like oatmeal, cornmeal, and some wheat meal and made it like into cakes and mm-hmm. then cooked it to make it digestible. And then you broke it up and ate it with milk or cream or fruit juices. 
Okay, that sounds like Wheaties or Weetabix or whatever the hell that was. Or they called no. it granola. Oh, I love granola. No, seriously, like my mom used to make the best granola. Oh my God. Sorry. Mom, send her a care package. Oh, yes, she's please. not listening. Anyway. <laughs> she's smart. <laughs> no, so he invented granola mm. and the patients actually liked it very, very much. And they wanted it, wanted to bring it home. So they realized mm. they could package this and mm. sell it. Mm-hmm. So John established the uh, Sanita's Food Company to oh. sell the granola and Will ran it. So then John began to speculate that indigestion and rotting teeth were due to someone not chewing their food down enough. Like they were chewing just like eating too fast. Mm-hmm. They didn't chew yeah. their food enough. So he okay. decides he's going to teach people how to uh, chew better. God damn it. And he decided to have them practice on, is it Zweibach toast? Zweibach? No idea. You know, um, okay. The babies, when the babies are teething, this goes way back. It was these very, very hard pieces of bread. Okay. And it no. would get, as babies teased, it would get mushy and, right. and, uh, okay. and start to break up. To, they couldn't choke on it usually. Right. Usually. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you got to put that in. Sometimes you got that one bite off and you're like, ah! It's survival <laughs> of the fittest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> survival of the fittest baby. <laughs> so, but there was a problem. This is only good if you had good teeth. Because otherwise, what was happening is people were having rotten teeth. They were breaking their teeth on the Zwieback toast. <laughs> So back well, to the drawing board, people. It sure yeah. did. But he's not one to give up. No, apparently not. See, he was thinking they needed something very, you know, something that would break down easily. Some, right. You know, like a, like a flake. Yeah, something yes. that's crunchy in the beginning but breaks down faster than this Y-back toast. Right, right, right. Um, okay, I'm going to choke right now and I'm just going to take a drink okay. because I'm a... Okay, so, all right, yeah. You see what I see? How well I covered that. Well, you really filled in that time. (laughs) 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 So now we're looking for our flakies. Mm -hmm. Evidently, the creation of cornflakes is a contested story. Hmm. Like everybody's trying to take credit for this, of course. And you know what I'm thinking? That if they had to divvy up all that revenue between like 17 brothers and all of their offspring, that's crazy. Well, being that yeah. the name is Kellogg, I didn't write down when they died. They lived long lives. Um, yeah. I think there was enough to go around. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I shouldn't worry about them. I shouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't. I would make a. I would make a care package now. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so one of the Kelloggs uh, figured on uh, flakes by rolling out a big long sheet of mm-hmm. pastry type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And John, who was actually kind of an inventor, he invented mm-hmm. the roller machine. To make mm. it nice and thin. Wow. Yeah. And God, who are these people? He, this guy was an overachiever. Apparently. It is all agreed that one night, well, they left the wheat berry dough on the counter. They forgot to oh. put it in the refrigerator mm-hmm. or the ice box or whatever. And it fermented. Mm-hmm. And they were going to throw it away, but decided against it. So they rolled it out and uh, they cooked it just to see what would happen. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, the flakes came out light and crispy and they loved them. Oh my so. God! Is that is that serendipity? Like a, I know, a, 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 like a great accident or a wonderful it, it, accident. It was definitely a great accident. However, oh, John tasked Will with finding out how to replicate that because it was right. an accident. So he, mm. he stuck his brother on it again. Yeah, <laughs> everybody needs a Will. Yep. Uh, and originally, originally they start off with like wheat flakes, right? And um, the patients loved them. And they thought they were great, and they evolved into rice flakes until finally Will discovered corn worked best. He got the best crunch and everything out of corn, so he created the corn flake. Okay, so he ended up doing something useful with his life. Will was actually quite useful, but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So by 1905, Sanitas was selling corn flakes, like 150 boxes a day, which if you think about it, things were done by hand back then. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, lots of other cereal companies... Heard about this and started to spring up right around them. In mm. fact, one of John's patients at the sanitarium opened up a cereal company. Bastard. His yeah. name was C.W. Post. Post. Wait a second. Post. Well, why am I not cluing into this? Post. Well, there's another company, Post, and they make all the cereals. Like, don't they do? I, I, a- I knew them a few minutes ago. There's a Hold company on. called Post. Oh God, yeah. Hold on. I Post cereal names. 
oh, I need to fill this dead space. Okay. Oh, we got things like fruity pebbles and honeycombs. Oh, they, honeycombs. They just, cocoa pebbles. Oh my uh, God. I've never heard of post. That's the ones who make them. It, right. You, if you see it, for the love of God, yes. Deb, you would know. Okay, stop Anna. screaming. I'm sorry, but well, kicks, they do kick now. cereal. Do they do kicks? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if we have kicks. Yeah, but you say. Oh, oh yeah, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, well, you, for you sure. Too. Nutter, Burger, Butter. But I'm see not the so symbol sure post. Right. I don't know. Still. You know weird. them. You know them. You just yeah. don't realize it. You just, you, you know, remember back in our episode about cereal? <laughs> we did oh, an episode about. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't about cereal, but I think I dominated no. like half these. <laughs> Yes, we we <laughs> clearly thought it was worthy Captain of half of an episode. Crunch, yeah. I know. Do you want? I think we should rehash that conversation. I love Captain Crunch. I can't. I know. I know. I just you know what? Even just Captain Crunch. Even if I sifted like after it's been in the milk for a while, and I sifted all the Captain oh, Crunch out of it, and I just drank the milk. That would be good enough for me. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> so post cereal. In fact, Kellogg's claims that uh, CW Post stole his cornflake recipe. Well. I think there might be a possibility. I Probably a damn good possibility. Yeah. So by 1906, John, he wasn't really the businessman anyway. He was all into mm-hmm. the science and all that. Right, right, right. He actually sold his uh, shares of the cornflakes um, to Will. Oh. Uh-huh. Will, who turned out to be a true businessman and a marketing genius. Mm-hmm. The sale of cornflakes was rocketing. Now, John still had the granola company, but it was just a company mm. that sold granola. It wasn't anything big. <laughs> Um, and over time, the brothers actually ended up fighting over who was going to use the Kellogg name, mm. but they fought so much. This battle went on for decades and they, I believe it. They stopped yeah. speaking to each other. I believe it. Oh my God. They it all started with a broom. It did. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so that I could have gone deep into who the Kellogg's were and everything right. else, but I'm just telling you the cornflakes, the cornflakes, they were so happy to have the, um, how did I miss this one section? Like I said, it, cornflakes were bland. Right. Well, still and are. it was the yeah. perfect thing to, I know, <laughs> the right. cereal you can get. And yeah. the point was to give the bland cereal to the, um, right. to the, to the masturbators of the world. <laughs> so they would stop doing that naughty thing. <laughs> so wow. that is how cornflakes came to be. The thing okay. is on the internet, I didn't write this down, so you know, but I tend to mumble now, but <laughs> everywhere you go, you, you read that graham crackers and cornflakes were created to stop masturbation when in fact they were neither of them were made for that it went along with a diet it went along with the whole right it wasn't it was just their philosophy right but it was a broad yeah. philosophy that just happened right. one portion of it but everything right. you read is like oh it was made for anti-masturbation not really yeah well that's just the flashiest yeah. part of it you know but it, they, but i think that they were trying to create like a tempered lifestyle exactly well that is exactly what they were trying to do yeah exactly so and masturbation is one of those things but because they considered unhealthy they were trying to have healthy treat their bodies like temples and have a healthy body right at the time they thought it was unhealthy to do that which again it's at the time yeah yeah (laughs) for sure oh my god yeah there is a couple icky things i want to mention about john Mm -hmm. uh dr john harvey kellogg he was the leader of the eugenics movement uh, which is an entirely different podcast episode that we cr- okay. would require several episodes. Okay. Um, he organized the first national conference on race betterment in 1913. Oh, God. Which included more than 400 eugenic experts. Uh, he believed in segregation. How's that? Oh, God. I don't even know what eugenics means. That, it, it's it's quite an interesting okay, sorted okay. thing. Right, okay. But yeah, very bad. I don't like John anymore. It, it is very bad. Let's get the actual definition for those who don't know. Okay. I don't know if I could explain it correctly, you know? Hang on. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking to. Eugenics is the study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded oh. as desirable. Oh, Developed my God. largely by Sir Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, eugenics oh was increasingly God. discredited as unscientific and racially biased during the 20th century, especially after the adoption of its doctrines by the Nazis in order to justify their <gasps> treatment of Jews, disabled people, and the minority groups. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Anyway, but I'm glad I... As I've heard that word before, but I never looked it up. Oh, my God. There that's is a, horrible. There's a horribly great movie, a documentary on it. Oh, God. It's, uh, 
it's, it, right. yeah, but it tell it, it explains things to you that, you know, you yeah. realize you're like, oh, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> God, okay. So he was, he believed in, um, segregation. segregation. Yeah. He believed in eugenics and yet he was a supporter of the progressive movement, which I thought was strange. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know the progressive movement, it occurred during a time of widespread anti, uh, sorry, widespread social activism mm-hmm. and political reform across the U.S. It fo- mm-hmm. focused on defeating corruption, monopoly, and waste and inefficiency. Mm-hmm. My guess is is because it benefited him. Oh, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Oh but God. I should also note that John Kellogg, as I said earlier, he was an inventor. He mm-hmm. not only did he invent granola and cornflakes and that roller thing. Mm-hmm. He also invented other fo- popular food products like peanut butter, oh. uh, grain-based coffee substitute, soy milk, and imitation meats, as well as countless machines like the poop chair and the enema machine. They were all obsessed with their asses. He was be- he he. You had to be clean inside and out. And Jeez. this enema machine, enema machine, would pump twenty-five gallons of liquid in uh. a minute. What? What? I don't know how that happened. I don't know where it goes. If that's not masturbation, I don't know what is. <laughs> Seriously, it's gonna go. It's gonna be popping out of every orifice. I don't yeah. know. Oh my god! If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what about his brother William? Oh my god! He went on to make millions and millions from the Kellogg mm-hmm. Company. Mm-hmm. He founded the W.K. Kellogg Arabian Horse Center which is a research facility on the campus of California State Polytechnical Institute, which specializes in equine studies, research, and breeding. And he also started the Kellogg Foundation in 1934. Okay. He had donated $66 million in Kellogg stocks and other investments to the W.K. Kellogg Trust. And in 2021, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation awarded more than $493 million in new grant commitments, the largest mm. in its 91-year history. Wow. So his brother did some good things. Yes. Wow. Talk about like, who are the, like, who, anyway, good brother, bad brother, good cop, bad cop. I know. Yeah. Oh, and I lost my last page. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. So now before I wrap it up, oh my God, it's an hour and four minutes and I'm wrapping That's it up. That's not bad. That's amazing. <laughs> Yay. I looked to see what the Kellogg's website said about them. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. It said, shockingly, there was no mention of the whole anti-masturbation thing. I mean, it's a benefit of cornflakes, and I can't believe they aren't, like, raving about it. Seriously. uh, They just said the brothers brought to life Will's vision of a great-tasting, better-for-you breakfast food, which I don't know if it was really Will's vision. It might have been in one sense, but it was John who told him to go do it. Yeah. But it was Will who kept tweaking it. So I don't know. In fact, they didn't even, they barely mentioned John. Well, that makes sense. (laughs) They had that huge falling out. But I'm thinking like if that kind of, I could have written that sentence. Like if that's what I need to be a marketing expert, I think I am one. Yeah. I think they were just filling up their Kellogg's page. Yeah. Like, oh, about us. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that most people don't buy Kellogg's because they happen to stumble onto their site. It's like, oh, wow, that sounds like an interesting well, cereal. I'll check it out. What's this company? Wow, yeah. <laughs> My God, probably special order because I'm sure I can't find that in the supermarket. I know. <laughs> so that is it. I always thought it was Chris? interesting. I, I thought it was different because I actually learned that the cereal was not made originally for just that. So Right. Um, I just, I feel, okay, I actually, I love that episode. It was, it was... It, there was suspense. There was <laughs> history. There was no. I loved it. Um, but it's like so. Like I feel like there's a little like you left us dangling about Probably. the masturbation thing because it's like is it is it okay now? <laughs> What's okay? Yes, you are allowed to now, unless you're still part of the temperance movement. That right. was okay. That was all that pre-prohibition stuff. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Just. Don't back away from the caged penis. Yeah. And there you <laughs> yeah, go. I don't know. And there's our title. We'd have to look up the Seventh-day Adventists. I know a lot of times with them, they do studies when it comes to like veganism, vegetarianism, because that's the right. lifestyle they lead. Oh, okay. And they check their health and everything. They live some of the longest lives on the planet. Oh, huh. wow. But I don't know if the abstinence thing is still in there. It's probably not. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I assume they've come into the... 20th century. I, what I think is interesting is that I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard too, that 
in fact, now you're like encouraged to recycle right sperm not recycle like in your recycle bin but like you'll get it out of you <laughs> they would appreciate stays- it if it wasn't yeah. in the recycle bin <laughs> um but you know what i mean like if, if it stays in you for too long it kind of like gets, dies dies thank you yeah. yeah 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 no it's encouraged now mm-hmm. yes oh yeah okay i gotta go <laughs> Chris, I loved that. Good. I I'm really glad you did. Liked it. Thank you. I and thought as you usual. Sorry, yes. I thought you would get onto that with you. would be like, oh, masturbation. Okay, and listen. Yeah. Uh, now you've got my, yeah, you know how to get my attention. You see, cornflakes wasn't going to do it. Is, oh, <laughs> no, in fact, it might have made me an even worse. I know, mood. seriously. I mean, Actually, think about it. It's like cardboard. I know. It's like, oh, God. yeah, I just, no. Masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. Anti. Um, Thank you. Anti, you're sorry. You're right. Um, no, I love that. Thank you. I was in a little bit of a bad mood, but look at me. I'm, I'm practically like, like glowing. Thank you. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the post anti-masturbation glow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you. I love that. Uh, wow. I have a, an, a good and amazing act to follow next week. <laughs> so I guess I should tell people where they can find us. I'm pretty sure they know, but just in case they don't, um, we are at Today We Laughed and Learned on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We are at Today We Laughed on Twitter. Come join us over there. It's tons of fun. We would lo- Chris would love to hear from you on our emails. It's todaywelaughed at gmail.com. Uh, where are you on all this anti-masturbation? Actually, no, I don't want to eat receive emails on masturbation. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about cornflakes, people? That's what yeah. What's your opinion of cornflakes? Cardboard, yes, tasty, Much what? safer. Yeah, this is why you read the emails and I don't. Um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. We really, really do. Thanks so much. And we're excited to be back uh, after our little summer break. Anything else, Chris? Um, yeah, I do want to make a mention. There's two new places they can find us. Oh, um, There's a new social kind of network that you can find mm-hmm. us. It's called gamactica.com. G-A-M-A-C-T-I-C-A.com. I'll put it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And zencaster.com. I'll put that there too. You can find our episodes over there. Um, and I can't think of anything else. I think we're good to go. If anybody All thinks right. of anything, they can contact us. Chris, I think that today we can definitely say we laughed. And we learned all about cornflakes. Corn flakes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night.